Recording started. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to a special Wednesday night edition of the Top Rope Report here on Anchor FM, Google Podcast, Breaker. We're all over the place now. I'm your host, the illustrious Mr. Trivia, and joining me as usual every week, my co-host, my tag team partner, my best friend, the best business officer, Greg. Greg, welcome. Hey, hey Trev, how are you? Uh, doing pretty good. Uh, got some things to talk about today. We got Monday Night Raw. We got the Elimination Chamber. Uh, we got. We'll be talking about our very special guest that'll be joining us on the 28th of this month. But um, what did you think of Raw last night? Um, Monday night. Or Monday night. Excuse me. <laughs> it's Monday Night Raw. It's not Tuesday Night Raw yet. Right. Um, I mean, I thought it was all right. I mean, it wasn't the best Monday Night Raw I've ever seen, but it wasn't the worst. Um, trying to remember exactly what happened. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. All that crap. Okay. Um, I mean, it, it had a bunch of okay matches. Um, another horrible Miz TV. Um, uh, that, that, I really, really think it's time that they just stopped with that. Right. Absolutely. It was, it was terrible. I mean, Bad Bunny came out and introduced Damian Priest, which now we all know Damian Priest is on Raw now. And, yep. uh, that should be, that should be, uh, a, 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 maybe a, a boost, a shot in the arm from Monday Night Raw. I mean, Damian Priest is a talented wrestler. So... Maybe that'll be a, a good, a quick shot in the arm for Monday Night Raw to get uh, get things going a little bit. Um, I don't, I don't, I mean, I think it's going to take a little bit. I think they, you know, I mean, having him in a, a campaign, I think with Miz and or Morrison will be good for him. Um, but he's not that well known, um, even from the NXT brand. Uh, he wasn't one of the, I mean, he's not Adam Cole, he's, you know, not undisputed. Um, he's not Finn Balor, he's not Johnny Gargano or The Way. I mean, you know, he was, you know, I mean, I don't even know what titles, off the top of my head, what titles he may have held in NXT. Um, no, he wasn't. He wasn't at any time. Champion. Huh? He was the North American champion at one point. Okay. But I just, you know, I, I think, I mean, he's not, in my opinion, he's not that NXT um, household name. Um, he's definitely got, you know, a, a, you know, a potential to be a dominant um, force to reckon with. But I think right. it's going to take a little while before you see anything that would affect Monday Night Raw. Ratings wise. Yep, got a couple comments from Venice who's tuning in says Morrison should get a good push I think he should be in NXT Morrison in NXT? yeah yeah okay so for everybody out there tuning in any questions or comments you can leave them here on Facebook Live or you can give us a call at 605-562-0444 show ID number 141457 any questions or comments will be read on the air. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I thought I thought Monday Night Raw wasn't... Uh, I mean, I thought the segment with Edge was pretty good. 
Which segment? When he first came out with uh, Drew McIntyre, Drew McIntyre was in the ring. Okay. And, uh, you know, Edge was like, well, you know, you come out and you say all these nice things about me when I came out, you should have kicked my head off. And Drew McIntyre was like, well, hey, I'm not that kind of champion. Well, right. maybe now he needs to after what happened to him. Well, I mean, you know, like, uh, I'm not even sure what it was. Oh, well, like Bobby Lashley said when they were talking about the little spats that's been going on between Shelton Benjamin and uh, Cedric Alexander. They're they're like brothers. You, I mean, you had, what, three brothers growing up? I mean, mm-hmm. how often did you, you know, maybe you're in the backyard screwing around and you get into a fight, and then next thing you know, an hour and a half later, you're inside playing video games. Well, maybe you're too old for video games, but, you know, board games together. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, that that's, uh, that's kind of how brothers are. So, yeah. I mean, they could play it off, you know, then, you know, their friendship could still be on, and but, you know, looks like they're going the route of, you know, this friendship's over, now we got to fight. Yep. Hey, Jacob, thanks for tuning in. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I can, uh, I can see that. It's, uh, it's just going to be, it's going to be pretty interesting, though, where, uh, which, which title Edge is going to challenge for, because I understand he's making an appearance on NXT tonight. Could we possibly see Edge versus Finn Balor? No. No. No? No. Not a chance. I mean, he'll tease, he'll tease it. You know what yeah. I mean? But no, he's not going to go for the NXT title. Alrighty. I also read somewhere earlier that Edge says he wants to, do, he wants to start doing full-time. What's up, DJ? He wants to start doing full-time up until WrestleMania. Right. Um, I mean, you think that's, uh, think that's a good idea? I mean, he still looks like he's in shape, but, you know, being on the road all that time and being full-time takes a lot being, out of a guy. Being, being, being on the road where? Oh, that's right. They're, they're, still, they're, just they're in at, Tampa. Uh, the that's right. Every show they have, whether it's at the, you know, Tropicana Field or WrestleMania at Raymond James Stadium, they're in Tampa. Um, then the only difference is the hour and a half drive or so up Route 4 to go to Orlando for the Performance Center for NXT. Yeah. So, you know, he could easily have, you know, rented himself a nice little beach house or something on, you know, on the Gulf Coast there, you know, and just chill for a few months. Yep, another comment here. He will make appearances for sure, but he won't be wrestling full time. Huh? I don't know. You never know. I mean, he he did run it all the way out on the Royal Rumble, and he looked he looked good. Yeah, but I mean, he did lay down in the corner a lot. I mean, you know, he wasn't you know active the entire fifty eight minutes. It was your typical you know Royal Rumble. Because everybody had their little confrontations here, a little confrontation there, and, you know, Kane based on uh, facing off with Damian Priest. You know, you had all those in there. So there's definitely, definitely plenty of time to, you know, chillax. Yep. We spoke off here earlier, and I mentioned something to you about this new tag team in the, in the women's division, Naomi and Lana. I mean, could this be something that the WWE is going to be pushing for maybe 
women's tag team title match down the road? Well, that's what the triple threat match was for. Was for a right to take on Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Yep. It was a number one contenders match. So, yeah, obviously, they're going to get a title shot. Vanessa Nugster has a valid point. Yep. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, so that's, uh, that could be an interesting tag team. You know, you put those two together, that's kind of an unusual pairing. And I was surprised to see the two of them teaming up. But, but good thing they broke up the Iconics. Yep. <laughs> I know. Fucking idiots. Yep. Talana's contract expires. When the contract is almost up, she will be jobbing. Yep. Well, that's enhancement talent now. Come on. We don't use the word jobber anymore. But, um... Yeah, I thought um, I thought Monday Night Raw was, you know, like you said, it was it was okay. It wasn't wasn't a bad show, but it wasn't the best. Right. And uh, you know, I didn't get a chance to see a lot of it. I mean, I saw the Jeff Hardy Carlito tag team match. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that going to be something that you know maybe it's a one and done thing for Carlito, or will we see him on Monday Night Raw a few more times? Um, I, I, I'm not sure how, I know he did sign, um, some type of contract with WWE. Um, it might only be something that takes you through WrestleMania. I I don't know. I didn't see the length of it. Um, it didn't say multi-year contract. Um, so, you know, he, he's also, you know, um, he's definitely jacked. He, I mean, he's definitely... You know, looking more like, you know, John Cena than he was the old Carlito. Um, right. But, I, I mean, I don't know what interest people have seeing a tag team of Jeff Hardy and Carlito. I don't know. Right. I I agree. And, um, I mean, they. I was watching a thing today. They were talking about the 10... Um, the 10 worst things that you saw at the Royal Rumble pay-per-view. A couple of them were the ones that you mentioned on the pay-per-view recap show with Jillian Hall and her microphone and the picture you sent me. I mean, pictures don't lie. Bianca Belair. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I mean, I, I looked at the picture up close and I looked at it like two or three times and it looked like her right foot was that far from the mat. But when they when they show, I saw a video of it, and as they show her swinging her legs down, obviously that's a still shot, but there's no hesitation like something stopped her feet because then her feet continued to go under the ring apron. So it, yeah. it doesn't look like there was even a moment that either one of her feet actually touched the ground. It's just that still frame. I mean, and it's, it's, you know, everybody likes to talk about the conspiracy theories. You know, it's, you, you know, I mean, just look at, I'm not going to go much into it at all, but look at our political, you know, frame of, yep. of life right now. I mean, everybody's looking for a controversy here, controversy there. So, yeah, from the point, from the viewpoint that we all had in that one picture, it looks like maybe her feet were both down um, on the mat. 
Okay. Now, watching Monday Night Raw last night, what what do you think the WWE is going to take out of that going forward with the Elimination Chamber? No idea. I mean, is there are could there possibly be? Um, let me see how I'm going to word this. Um, could there possibly be a Drew McIntyre title defense? What in the elim- in an elimination chamber? Yeah, or just at the pay per view itself? Oh no, at the pay per view itself because they have had one on one title matches. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I think we're gonna see Sheamus and Drew McIntyre. Okay, I I think that there's a good possibility that we're gonna see that match as well, and it's gonna be something that you know WWE. Uh, Look at going forward and see where where they can take that. So, but we got, uh, like I said, we got the Elimination Chamber coming up in two more weeks. And that's also going to be at the uh, Thunderdome. Yep. Did you see the uh, Bobby Lashley Riddle match? Or no, I didn't. No. Okay, that wasn't on Hulu. Or you didn't even watch it on Hulu. I didn't see it on Hulu yet. Oh. Okay. So how, um, yeah, I mean, it was... We can talk, we can talk what, about it. Well, I, I know. I know we can talk about it. Um, Riddle came down first, then Bobby Lashley was introduced, um, and then Riddle came running up the ramp, you know, jumped on Lashley, they got into the ring. Riddle had probably about seven and a half seconds of offense, and then... Bobby Lashley took over. Um, Riddle was on the outside of the rope, and he was put in the uh, hurt lock or whatever the hell he calls it. Um, and then the ref counted, you know, to five, and he wouldn't release it. So Riddle won by disqualification, and then he just continued to destroy him outside the ring, threw him into the barricade and everything. And then after the match was over, Riddle was kind of like, you know, playing that he may have had temporary amnesia. What happened? Who was I fighting? You know, why? You know, so it was stupid. Um, I mean, you have Riddle go through all this, this gauntlet and all these confrontations, confrontation, confrontation, look as, you know, Decent or as good as he did in the Royal Rumble lasted as long as he well did, and you have a seventeen second match against Lashley. Don't understand. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if they're gonna if they're gonna put the title on uh, on Riddle. And no, no, I I don't see why they would. I don't see. I don't see him being a a U.S. champion at all. And no. it's just something that... Not as long as Lashley's holding it, no. Right. I mean, I don't, see, I don't see Bobby Lashley losing that title anytime soon anyway. And if he does, who are they going to put up against him to, to take it from him? I mean, one guy I'd like to see go against him once he starts feeling better is Keith Lee. I think that would be I think that would be a, an interesting match for the US title. Yeah. Speaking of titles, um I guess there rumor has it that 
there's an intercontinental title match seven years in the making. I guess they want to put, uh, they're maybe working on something or trying to get an uh, intercontinental title match between Big E and Christian. Because when Big E was intercontinental champion the first time, Christian was next in line for a title shot. And then he got hurt and had to hang it up. And now he's back. And I mean, can can we see something like that down the road? Maybe WrestleMania? I don't know. I have no interest right now. I mean, oh, okay. I'd have to see something. I don't know. With the way Big E wrestles and, I mean... You know, a big part of his maneuver set is throwing people around in suplexes and and stuff like that. I don't I don't know what Christians to be able to do. Right. I mean, he was out for an awful long time as well, and I mean, you know, they didn't they didn't Daniel Bryan came back. They didn't throw him right into the fire. He was doing a lot of tag matches and and stuff like that. Um, yep had to kind of, you know, prove himself that he was going to stay healthy, and I think Christian would have to do the same thing. Right. Uh, Jerry's joining us now in the beginning of the show this time instead of the end. How you doing, Jerry? Welcome. Um, yeah, so um, there was just a question that I wanted to ask you, and it just totally slipped my mind. Um, haven't seen your moment. Uh, maybe we'll, we'll get back to it eventually. Um yeah, but where do you see uh, where do you see WWE? You know, with Monday Night Raw and the Road to WrestleMania. I mean, I think they got to come up with some some really good matches. Like we said, it is a two night event. So, well, I mean, I mean, here, here's the problem. Okay, we've got. I mean, it, it's February third. Okay. WrestleMania isn't until April. We have two pay-per-views between now and WrestleMania. Right. You know, with the Elimination Chamber, usually it's a pretty decent pay-per-view. Fastlane's the biggest waste of a pay-per-view they ever have had and ever will have. Um, But right now we're, I mean, I I don't know. I mean, I can't even think about what they're going to do for WrestleMania right now because I don't even know what they're thinking about for Elimination Chamber. Um, right. You know, a lot of it's going to be based on, you know, obviously the two Royal Rumble winners and who are they challenging, what are they going to do? And right. then, you know, we, we've got some feuds that were already started, but we've got three months till WrestleMania, so there's a lot that they can still do. WWE needs new writers. Oh, yeah, we, we definitely know that. I mean, they got to get their creative team on the ball and uh, see where they're see where they're going to where they're going to go. But, you know, just like Greg said, you know, really can't. Uh, we are on the road to WrestleMania, but like Greg said, you know, really can't get too excited about WrestleMania right now because with the two pay-per-views beforehand, we don't know what they're going to do about those. Right. It's like we're on a 1,500-mile road trip and wondering what we're going to have for dinner when we get to our 1,500-mile destination. Well, we still got to eat three times between now and then. Right. Yeah, You know, it's, yeah, I can't think about dinner at 3 o'clock in the morning when I still got breakfast at 7 and lunch at 1. Yep. Exactly. Any, uh, any word on what's going to go on for SmackDown this Friday? Nothing that I saw. 
not not advertised as of yet. Um, and I think they wait. I don't think they. I mean, occasionally on the the week before they'll announce something. Um, you know, I'm sure if you had watched one of the college basketball games, whatever that was on Fox on Sunday, there was probably a commercial. Michael Cole saying, you know, turn in for you know, tune in Friday night as we discuss, you know, the happenings of the Royal Rumble, blah blah blah. You know, but I I think they purposely wait until Thursday to really do too much about the show because they don't want people to overlook NXT. Okay. Yep. Jerry just posted I hear that Nikki Bella and Brian will be joining creative. Well, Brian's Daniel Bryan's already part of SmackDown Creative. Um, oh yeah. shit! Uh, I got a problem. What's the matter? I just got a notification on my tablet that Mike Kanata is live. Oh. I don't Uh-oh. know. Uh-oh. Fuck. Uh-oh. Good thing I know. My tablet knows you're not dead. It knows you're live. Right. Exactly. <sighs> but yeah, so I mean, it's just something that. You know, like you said, Daniel Bryan is part of the creative for SmackDown, and maybe that's one of the reasons why SmackDown's kicking Raw's ass every week. You know, and Edge um, does have input into Monday Night Raw as well. Um, yep. That's something we talked about months ago. Now, were you surprised no. that there were more? Well, not really surprised because probably because there's more men on the roster than women. But were you kind of surprised that there was more older school entries in the Royal Rumble for the women than there were for the men? I mean, they had Christian, they had Carlito. Well, I mean, had... you you answered your own question. I mean, they had 22 declared participants in the Men's Royal Rumble. They, oh, they had, what, 13 for the women, right? Right. You know, they don't, I mean, once again, if they have a total of 30 women on the roster, you're lucky. Whereas the oh, men, okay. they probably have, I mean, in the draft, there were 60 male superstars that were eligible for the draft. And there were still people that, that aren't on, you know, that were drafted. I mean, Andrade... You know, people down at NXT. I mean, you have a larger gene pool to pick from. Yeah, speaking of Andrade and Angel Garza, we haven't seen them around lately. Well, Angel Garza's on here and he's on there. I mean, he was on the Legend Show. Um, but Andrade, no, we have not seen. And I actually did read that he did have um, preventative maintenance surgery done. It was it was an elective thing that was kind of like he could have wrestled through it. Um, I don't know what body part. Usually something like that's either a knee or a shoulder. One of those things right. that, you know, it's a, you can work through it if you wanted to. Um, yep. You just want to have an ice it and rest it after you wrestle. He decided to get the surgical procedure done. Um I don't know how long ago that was or how long the rehab time for it, but it wasn't a major surgery that, you know, he had right. to do. Uh, we just had a suggestion here from Jerry. He said, keep building the Fiend-Orton feud and have a Hell in a Cell match at WrestleMania. Yeah. I mean, I can I can see that happening. Yeah, definitely. 
Yep. I mean, I think they'll have to... They'll have to have more interaction between The Fiend and Randy Orton from now until... Once again, we're 65 days away from WrestleMania. Yep. That's nine weeks, eight weeks worth of shows. Nine weeks worth of shows. That's plenty of time. I mean, we've seen them throw matches together in two weeks. Yep. You know, but this is something that that's not just started. It's it's a feud. Once again, it's a feud that they're carrying on. I mean, you know, in my opinion, would I love to see the Fiend back on Monday Night Raw? Yes, but I'm afraid that they could bring him back too early and then drag it out to WrestleMania, and then it gets stale. Right, give it a couple more weeks with this whole Alexa Bliss thing, you know, showing up a little here, showing up there, have his, you know, reincarnated puppets or maybe some new puppets show up, yeah, you know, yeah. And, and you know, and then, you know, after Elimination Chamber, sometime before Fastlane, have the Fiend show back up. Right, and have his um, music hit, but him not show up, and you know, make it look like. He's going to come out and put the lights out, and then when the lights come back on, he's not there. Right. So, right. yeah. But once like it, and it's, it's, it's a wiggly worm because you don't want to do that too often because then people are going to get frustrated. So it's, you know, I know we, we say we need better writers, but timing is everything. When when's yep. the perfect time to get a wrestler, you know, to have the fiend come back? I mean, do right. you know? Do I know? Does does anybody else know? Well, no. Yep. Jerry says sixty five days away. They can start setting up great storylines. Hope they don't wait until the last minute to start building the card. No, that won't happen. No. I I don't see that happening at all. Um. But well. You know, before we get to Nuggie's news, I just want to remind the people out there and get rid of Fastlane. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's the most wasted pay-per-view you can have. Yep. I just want to let everybody know that's tuning in. On February 28th at 6.30 p.m., the, w, the Top Rope Report will be joined live on the line by former WWF women's wrestler Princess Victoria. Um... Definitely looking forward to hearing what she's got to say. Uh, we spoke off off the air last night, and she's got quite a bit to say about WWE and the industry right now. So you definitely want to tune in that day. Anybody want to call and you know ask questions? We'll have the lines open for that night. So February twenty eighth, Princess Victoria will be live on the line. On the Top Rope Report. And right now, we've come to the favorite part of the show, right now. And it's mine, mine, and I hope it's your favorite part, too. It's Nuggie's News. So, Greg, take it away. Hey, Trip, thanks. Um, let's get back to talking about Raw for a quick second here. Um, you would assume that after the successful pay-per-view, one of the big four, the first of the calendar year of the big four, um, you'd expect 
higher ratings on Monday Night Raw. Um, and yes, the week before, um, the Go Home Show had 1.82 million viewers. Well, what the hell did my phone just do? Okay. Um, the Monday Night Raw after Royal Rumble, <coughs> excuse me, had 1.89 million viewers. So, slightly up, um, oh, excuse me, um, but... A lot of people, you know, were expecting, you know, a better rating um, than the week before. I don't know if you're going to, you know, scream on the top of the mountain that you had 70,000 more viewers after the Royal Rumble. Um, but a lot of it was predicated around, they're attributing it to around Edge winning the Royal Rumble. Right. Um, we had talked about, and you had mentioned how WrestleMania is a two-night event. And we need to, they, they, we had talked previously about how they need to get two big matches for each night. So rather than just having two co-main events on a one-night show, they feel they need to have two main events on Saturday, two main events on Sunday. And names being bantered around to be in big matches on WrestleMania weekend um, were once again Goldberg and John Cena. Well, John Cena did an interview um, with Sports Illustrated and said there is 0% chance that he will be at WrestleMania 37 this year. He's up in Canada filming um, a series for, I'm not, I don't remember if it's Showtime or HBO, one of those, um, and filming is scheduled to go until July. And with the trouble with international traveling, he... He can't leave Canada to come to the United States and have to do that two weeks before WrestleMania and then after WrestleMania go back to Canada and have to quarantine for two weeks because then he's stopping production. He's the main character in this series. Um, and he'd have to, they'd literally have to stop production on this movie or this series that they're doing for four weeks. And contractually, he can't do that. Um, so just due to that, you know, he did say, um, and the quote is, as soon as I possibly can, um, hinted that there's a bigger show that, um, WWE tends to do at the end of every summer, and maybe that's a possibility, so... Um, they're going to have to, once again, build a couple more things up with their, um, roster to get, get these extra big matches. Yeah. One person we know will not be in a big match is Lars Sullivan. Um, it was released yesterday that, that WWE quietly, um, released Lars Sullivan, it was actually in January that they released him almost a month ago, shortly after the first of the year. Um, originally, there were no details. There was no, you know, we wish you well on your future endeavors, nothing like that. Um, read a story today that he, he had somebody from, was it, Fightful or Fistful, whatever, dot com, um, reached out to him, and he did answer their call and talk to one of their reporters on the phone. 
and said that, you know, he just, he was, he has problems with anxiety and, and everything that he said in that interview with Michael Cole was true. As a kid, he was bullied, he was picked on, you know, and, and he made, you know, the determination that he determined that he was never going to be picked on again. Um, through high school, started weighting, you know, lifting weights, getting stronger, and, you know, got more competence, but he still has post-traumatic syndrome, and, a, well, I should say officially in quotes, um, so quote-unquote officially, he was released due to not showing up for a WWE Monday Night Raw. Um, which is what he did before, and then he blamed it on his anxiety, and he was too nervous. You know, that time he was at least at the arena and just booked. Um, but he just decided not to come to a Monday Night Raw, and that was it. He didn't return their phone calls at first. So that's, and Lars Sullivan was quoted in saying that he he's done, he's done with wrestling. Um... He's got to think about, the quote kind of was, I've got to think about me. I don't have time to think about wrestling right now. Yep. So we uh, now know where Lars Sullivan isn't going to be. Um, right. You had asked me the other day in a conversation off the air if I had heard something about Randy Orton challenging Karrion Cross, And I hadn't heard anything but I did see an article today. Um, Karen Cross posted some cryptic video through Twitter. Randy Orton responded to it by saying, get your ass up here and let's fight. Make some dollar sign and crack a beer. WTF you waiting for? Time? Fuck time. Haha, ha, I'll set my alarm. And then Karrion Cross' response to that was, sounds good to me. So whether it's just rhetoric banter on social media, or if it was, you know, Randy Orton really calling out Karrion Cross, I wouldn't read too much into it. I mean, it's not like we're going to see Randy Orton show up on NXT and RKO Karrion Cross out of nowhere setting up a... Randy Orton carrying cross match at um, WrestleMania. I, I once again, you know, wrestlers, you know, especially within the same company, they throw shade at each other on on social media all the time. Yep. And uh, looks like that's what I have for Nuggies news this week. All righty, and uh, Jerry just posted during your Dougie's News segment, he said they should have six pay-per-views per year. Too many pay-per-views. Um, that would make for an awful lot of house shows. And, I mean, what's your take on that? Do you think the WWE should only have six pay-per-views a year? Um... Because we've gone on record before as saying we felt the WWE was running too many pay-per-views. Well, when when they were, I mean, we had that one year where they did like 16 pay-per-views in one year because they did like, when they did the brand, 
pay-per-views where you had only a Raw pay-per-view and only a SmackDown pay-per-view. Um, yep. I wouldn't mind it so much if they did, you know, the six pay-per-views, but then you're doing the big four, and then what would you, I mean, what are you going to do? I, I don't know. I don't know. I think six might be too few. Maybe if you wanted to go eight, maybe, um, with the occasional Sunday night blowout card at a house show that you can show free on the network. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, if you're doing only four, what do you not have anything from WrestleMania or Royal Rumble to WrestleMania? Have one between WrestleMania and SummerSlam, and then nothing till the Survivor Series, and then one between the Survivor Series and WrestleMania. I don't. I know. I, I don't. Where would the six be? Um, without taking away from your big four, unless you right. tell me you want to, you know, get rid of one of the big four, and you know. I don't know which one you would get rid of. Maybe Survivor Series? Uh, I don't know. Okay. That, um, that's an interesting uh, an interesting point. Uh, you mentioned about the network and everything. Do you think the WWE um, would have better ratings if they had shown or if they show a Monday Night Raw on the network? No. No? Not at all. Okay. Because, I mean, I know they show highlights of, uh, you know, what happened during the show and and, right. and everything else. I mean... Because, I mean, like, the only thing that it would do is they'd be... I don't know, what's the phrase? Biting off your nose to spite your face? I mean, if they showed Monday Night Raw on the network, you know who's going to be pissed? The USA Network. No. Yeah. They're going to be, I mean, you paid them all this money and they've sold all this advertising to, to you know, companies to advertise during Monday Night Raw and now half the people aren't going to watch that because they're going to watch it on the network. Uh, here's the answer to that question. Jerry posted Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, maybe a Great American Bash, Survivor Series, and one other. I mean, yeah, you're, like you said, you know, getting rid of the Survivor Series. Okay, the Survivor Series isn't what it used to be. I mean, I enjoyed the Survivor Series when it was five on five, the elimination, um... They, they kind of have a, a match like that once in a while. I mean, I believe they had that with the authority against John Cena's team, the five-on-five five elimination. Yeah, but how, long, how long ago was that? Right. You're, you're going back probably four or five years. And um, it's, just a, it's just something that, you know, I mean, the Great American Bash... I'm still on the fence about that. I, I enjoyed the Great American Bash when it was in WCW. Right. But 
And one yes. the one thing I did agree with, and I remember talking to you about it, um, is somebody had mentioned, you know what, get rid of the gimmick pay-per-views. I don't need Elimination Chamber as an entire pay-per-view. I don't need Money in the Bank as an entire pay-per-view. I don't need Hell in a Cell as an entire pay-per-view. You know, if you want to have a Hell in a Cell match at SummerSlam, great, give it to me. You want to have an Elimination Chamber match, you know, any any paper, whatever it may be, you know. But don't tell me you're doing the Elimination Chamber pay per view unless you're going to give me all six or seven matches inside an Elimination Chamber. It's mm-hmm. not an Elimination Chamber pay per view. Right. Yep. Jerry posted, bring back the original concept of the Survivor <laughs> Series or change it to Starcade. And now you're getting into. <coughs> Repeating WCW type, because, you know, I mean, the original concept for Survivor Series was good, like I had said, but, I mean, if you change it to Starcade, now everybody's going to be, wow, you know, they're they're copying what WCW did. Well, WCW's not around anymore, so right, there's so really they, not much to, to copy from them. If that's the case, bring back One Night Stand from ECW. You know, it might sound stupid, but... I mean, an easy a thing you can do is if you're really going to cut down the pay-per-views, do the um, SummerSlam, I mean, later in the month. I mean, maybe even the Sunday of Labor Day weekend. You know, you're out, you know, Labor Day picnicking all day and Sunday night you're tired, you're exhausted. All you want to do is sit back, relax with a beer and... You know, some nachos and, 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 you know, watch SummerSlam. And then maybe have a pay-per-view at the end of October and then go to January and have Royal Rumble be a little earlier in January. Something like that. Um, And then, you know, you can do, you know, a, a special Survivor Series match on Monday Night Raw itself. You know, in the tradition of Survivor Series, we bring you, you know, a five-on-five match on, you know, Raw or SmackDown or, you know. um, And the thing that I don't like about Survivor Series now is it's, you know, people from Raw versus people from SmackDown. Yep. And Jerry... Jerry, Jerry agrees with you. Labor Day weekend is a perfect time for SummerSlam. Right. Yep. Uh, yeah, the comment he made before that was Starcade was a big success. Starcade was a big success in WCW. Yeah. Um, I don't think Starcade would be as big a success up here in the Northeast as it was down south for WCW. But... You never know unless you try it. But yeah, I can go. I can get get behind the Labor Day weekend for SummerSlam. That would definitely be uh, something to to look forward to. And oh God. Okay. Um. Yeah, I just had a notification. 
wrestling related. Um, there's now speculation that Damian Priest is going to have a tag match against the Miz and Morrison at WrestleMania. With with Bad Bunny as his partner? Yes, Bad Bunny's currently um, training at the Performance Center. Oh my God. Yeah. Because I heard him on Miz TV say, Miz is like, well, I understand you want to be a WWE superstar and... Yep. Um... I can help you train. Oh, my God. I mean, that, that, that dive off the top rope onto Miz and Morrison was okay. I mean, yeah. he, I mean, he's not going to be any David Arquette, you know, in the ring. Right. <laughs> or Kevin Federline or, you know. And speaking of dives off the ropes or through the ropes, what did you think of that Carmella situation? Oh, my God, I thought she killed herself. Well, yeah, we talked about that in, when we were reviewing yeah. the pay-per-view. All pay-per-views should be joint ventures with Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. Yeah, but then won't you... But isn't that too much? Well, now now if you're talking about cutting out NXT pay-per-views and only doing six pay-per-views in the year, that's, that's too much money that they're losing. Yeah. You know. Because they're, they're, they're doing well with the NXT takeovers. Well, I don't know. It seems like take a takeover paper for NXT is like to me one of the big fours for WWE. When you have a takeover every two months, it just becomes just another pay per view. Right. Yep, that's exactly exactly right, and it's. Uh... You know, NXT is definitely a good brand. I mean, I, I enjoy watching it, but like I said, I I watch some of the highlights from the from the past week. But I basically watch NXT when it's the takeover show, and I'd have to say probably seventy five to eighty percent of the time I watch NXT is when it's takeover, and or unless something major is going to happen where it's like, oh my god, I got to see that, and then I'll end up watching the whole. You know what watching NXT really to me is like watching a PA, watching a PAPW show. Okay. You know, I think a lot. I think a problem with a lot of the wrestlers, um, my opinion, um, is they you know they make it and they make it to the big you know to the Raw or the SmackDown. They make it to the big roster and they get content. You know, maybe they get their push and they've got their push and they're doing well, but they don't push themselves anymore. Right. I, I think we see that in a lot of the wrestlers. Um, or their push may not be perceived or accepted by the crowd as well as they want to be. And there goes Trev again. Um, there he goes. He's back. And... Uh, People in, you know, we go to the independent shows. They're, they're out there. Flash Waller's in that ring, and he's going 200% from the moment the bell starts to the moment the bell rings at the end of the match. And you see yep. that a lot also in NXT. Now, they may not be as talented. They may botch moves more often. They may not know how to sell, you know, a, a chop as well as they do. But that's that goes with the territory. 
Um, right. That's why I, I started to like watching NXT um, pretty much on a weekly basis. Yeah, we can uh, we can uh, we can talk about this for a minute. They can figure it out. Just take one or two matches from NXT and add it to a pay per view. It could be like something that the newbies strive for. Yeah, that wouldn't be a bad idea. Yeah. You know, grab a couple matches off uh, NXT and, you know, put it on a a, a regular pay-per-view. Like a, do a, do um, an Elimination Chamber match where the winner of the Elimination Chamber match gets a Raw or SmackDown contract. Right. Do that, with a, do that for the NXT match. That right. would be something you right. can... Uh, you can make to go. Oh my God! You know, then you watch how they're going to fire themselves up and get ready to go. Yeah. Full speed because they're everybody's going to be like, "Wow, I got a shot to make the big roster here. I'm going all out." Yep. <laughs> that is definitely an excellent idea. So. Yeah, but it's uh, it's something that you know I'm definitely looking forward to. You know, being on the road to WrestleMania and. One thing that goes hand-in-hand with WrestleMania is the WWE Hall of Fame. Has there been any word as to what they're going to do? They're inducting the people from the 2020 Hall of Fame class at this year's WrestleMania. Okay. I wish there was a way. I wish that there was a way that war games could be added. Hmm. I mean, the war games for NXT, the, the two war games that I watched were just totally amazing. I mean, those were just two great matches. Now, you're talking war games and war games match beyond. That's that's a different uh, that's a different ball game altogether. Well, what's that? That's where they had the. Oh, Jerry, Jerry could probably explain it a lot more than I can because he was more into WCW than I was. But that's, um, I believe it was the two rings with the, I think it was eight people. Similar similar to War Games, but they added something called the Match Beyond. And it's been so long since I've seen it that I really can't remember everything about it. But it was it was pretty brutal. I do remember the Road Warriors being in it, yeah. but that's just something that, you know, you you don't want to give the WWE universe too much right now. I mean, because, you know, with this COVID, you got to do what you got to do and you got to make do with what you got to, with what you got. And, you know, what, what they're going to have for, for fans, for a live audience is, is another story. I mean, I happen to, Take a quick, uh, a quick. I got a ride home from work today. I didn't, uh, I didn't catch the bus, and I went with a friend of mine. He gave me a ride home, but he had to stop in Wallingford before um, bringing bringing me back home. And I happened to be going down Center Street and stopped at this place called This Toys. And these guys have sports cards, wrestling figures. They're into wrestling and everything. And they were talking about Brock Lesnar 
CM Punk. And I told him, I said, look, I said, Brock Lesnar is not going to come back to W. I said, I believe Brock Lesnar is not going to come back and wrestle in WWE matches until there's a live crowd. And I told him, I said, as far as I'm concerned, I don't think, and I'm going to get a lot of disagreements with this, probably from my co-host as well. But I told him, as far as I'm concerned, I feel there isn't a wrestler today that can beat Brock Lesnar if it wasn't scripted. And that guy looked me dead in the face and said, you know, I agree with you because he's a trained combat fighter. I said, right, but I've seen him in UFC three times, and all three times he got his ass kicked. Yeah, guy's got a fucking glass jaw. Yeah, so it's I mean, like, it's maybe, one it's one thing to be strong, but I don't care how strong you are. I mean, a if you if I mean, I, I went back and and watched um, the men's world match from last year when we were doing our you know, preparing for our end-of-the-year awards. And he was fucking gassed. I mean, he doesn't have long matches. He doesn't have the stamina for it. Right. You know, I I don't... Maybe, maybe at the top of his game, but I, I don't know. There's a lot more wrestling other than just strength. Right. And then we were talking about CM Punk, and I told him, I said, CM Punk will never come back to WWE. He's like, oh, he probably will, just not in a wrestling capacity. Oh, five on five, two rings with a cage surrounding, then with a cage starts one on one for five minutes, then a coin is flipped, and one team has an advantage for two minutes. Rotation continues until everyone is in. Then... Yeah, that's... That's what the War Games is, but I don't know what you're talking about in the match beyond. A submission or surrender. Anything goes, no refs. Oh, maybe maybe that's basically what it is. I mean, it's just anything goes, it only ends in submission and there's no referees. But if it ends in submission, who's going to make the call right. on the submission? Right. Hmm. Well, it was just a thought to throw out there. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but I believe, you know, adding a match or two from NXT on a pay-per-view could could be a good thing to do. You know, like you said, Greg, you know, give them some incentive. You know, whoever wins the match gets a contract. And it's, you know, there's a long way to go, 65 days. But, I mean, the, one of the complaints that, that WWE had for years, um, and it it got really bad. I don't think it was last year, maybe it was the year before. Is I mean, their pay per views were just way, way too long. Yeah. You know, they'd start them at eight, and then, you know, normally you could almost write it in pen that, you know, at around 10 of 11, the, the pay per is going to be over. You know, yeah. we're, we're at Hooters watching, we've already got our jackets on at, at you know, 10.45, and. We're, you know, one foot out the door, okay, it's over, now we're out of here. And then it was going to 11.15, then 11.30. And then they decided to start them at 7, and they were still taking them until 10, 10 30, 11. And they just became right. too long. So if you did fewer pay-per-views, are you, 
are they going to be four and five hour long pay per views? Because you're trying yeah. to get so much into one pay per view. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I agree. Because there's been a time. I mean, we sat through a five hour pay per view at one time. That was just way too long. Yeah, and and quite expensive because you want to be eaten twice. <laughs> yep. The match beyond starts when everyone is in the ring. Referee is outside the cage door. Mm, okay. I mean, it just sounds to me like it's just a glorified um, um, war games, basically. But like I said, it's been a long time since I've seen when I enjoyed it, when I saw it, because it was something new. Because I remember following wrestling with Jerry a long, long time ago. I've been friends with this man for many, many, many years. I consider him a brother. And we used to be on the phone for hours talking WCW, NWA, and I mean, the man, the guy definitely has, has the, the smarts when it comes to wrestling, especially back then when it was WCW. He was a big Von Erich follower, and he was uh, really heartbroken when the Von Erich started dropping one at a time. Yeah. And um, it's just, it was, it's just amazing that, uh, you know, what, what things, it's a bloodbath. Yeah, that's true. But they don't do that anymore. You know, there's very few, there's very, uh, very few cuts in wrestling now because it's the, the family, the family oriented shows now. So remember, you remember when they first changed that and anytime somebody got bloody, it went to black and white. Or they would put an X over the screen. Yeah. At least they yeah. don't do, at least they don't do that anymore. If somebody gets, you know, bloodied. At least they they show the blood, right? And I think, as a matter of fact, I'm not sure. But didn't somebody just get cut in a recent match? Not by not not on purpose. I think by mistake something happened where they hit the turnbuckle or something, or they hit the ring post and got a little gash, and it showed it on the screen. Because I know Goldberg yeah. had that on his forehead. In the Saudi Arabia show, and the next thing you know, he's got this this blood coming out of his forehead. I mean, it wasn't gushing, yeah, he, but you could he, see it. He did, he did that a lot when he would headbutt the locker. Um, sometimes yeah. he would just hit it in just a way, that, and there was always that one spot right there in the center of his forehead. Yep, AEW blades. Yeah, well, we know that. <laughs> 